1: Hello and welcome to the Dom Harvey Podcast, brought to you by Radix and Generate. Coming up, Izzy Whitley. My dad
2: would wake me up, he'd like put his hand over my mouth and then block my nose and I'd kind of basically be in suffocated, right? And I'd wake up and I'd panic and he'd kind of be like, what are you doing? You you can't be panicking.
1: You may not know the name, but this mate of mine is an absolute force of nature and has a story that will hopefully motivate you to get more out of your own life. At 21, as he started his own business with $500, he's now 29, owns two businesses that are worth millions, and he's just getting started. The secret to his success? Hard work and a relentless drive to be better. In this chat, we get to the bottom of where his work ethic, drive and ambition stems from. This was by far... The earliest podcast I've ever done. We had this chat at 7am. Before that, we spent a couple of hours together. As he just wanted to show me what his average morning routine looks like. We get into all of that and what we got up to, the what and the why, all that stuff at the beginning of the chat. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did, and I hope it inspires you to get a little bit more out of your own life. Speaking of which, both my sponsors, they can help you get more out of your own life. Radix and Generate. Actually... Izzy Whitley would be a perfect customer for Radix and their exceptional freeze-dried meals. If you're so busy that you're guilty of skipping meals or eating the wrong stuff, the incredible range of Radix freeze-dried meals could be the solution you need. You can literally rip the bag open, add water, and you get a delicious meal with all the nutrients you need. Get amongst it. If you order something today, it'll probably get to you by tomorrow or the day after. Check them out, radixnutrition.co.nz. This episode is also brought to you by the Generate KiwiSaver Scheme. The Generate team do an incredible job. Just recently they announced that their returns and advice have helped their members' savings reach over $5 billion. And I'm pleased to say that a very, 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 very small percentage of that $5 billion is mine. I switched over to Generate when they started to sponsor the podcast and I have not looked back. My only regret is not doing it sooner because my KiwiSaver savings would more than likely be worth more than what they are now, had I done it sooner. If you want to make sure you're making the most of your KiwiSaver account, talk to an advisor now. Head to generatewealth.co.nz. A copy of their product disclosure statement can be found there too. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Okay, let's go, eh? The inspirational Izzy Whitley. On the Dom Harvey Podcast. Cheers, brother. Thanks for having me on. Hey, mate, thanks for coming over. It's been a hell of a day. Hell of a day. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> at the moment, uh, quarter to eight on a Thursday morning. You made me come round to your... Well, you didn't make me. You suggested I come round to your house at 4.30?
2: Yeah, we had two options, and if you didn't pick that one, I
1: was going to be pretty disappointed, so happy yeah. you picked that one. So, option. So, yeah, that was option one, which was <laughs> the harder option of the two. So, what's the morning entailed? Uh, So 4.30, you
2: you came at mine, you were early, you are on time which is always good Uh, We jumped in the uh, ice bath for a few minutes each and then uh, went out to HQ Did a little session,
1: had a little sauna, had a coffee and here we are (laughs) It's only quarter to (laughs) eight And this is like an average morning for you yeah, when I'm in Auckland, yeah, 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 yeah. So you wanted to give me an insight into what an average morning for you. So you you just meant putting it on dick swinging. This was no, 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 no. Yeah yeah, 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 hooking into it. It's
2: routine's important for me, right? I like especially when I'm here in, in in Auckland. It's um, it's probably the only time I can get a sense that I'm in control of my time and mm. and kind of using it to the best of my ability, and and and. Getting getting a sense of kind of control is, is, of that time's a, a good thing.
1: Oh, and I I, I loved it, and um, I was more than happy to do it because if you're going to give me time to go on my podcast, it's interesting <laughs> to get more of an insight into who yep. you are before we sit down to do it. Um, I, I was last night when I was uh, researching you, I was trying to think how and uh, do do we know each other through Sarah Tetro? Sarah Tetra is a good friend of
2: mine. Sarah Fife now, um, mother Fife, that's what I call her. Um, yep. So I was about to do my. First marathon with my brother Banjo um, And uh, I said "Geez, what do I do She goes Message Dom He's done hundreds So that's when I flinged off a DM And uh, sent you a message I said quick fire was, I was actually at the start line About to run And I uh, think she sent you a photo And I was like <laughs> Quick fire tips man You're like You only run your first marathon once And I was like Enjoy that's it. a pretty
3: good tip Yeah, yeah. Well, what else could I say
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too late to train yeah. Actually I got a voice note She's in
3: oh, London yeah. at the moment Yeah one way to motivate Izzy is to tell him he can't do something. <laughs>
1: like, you'll never be the CEO of a big company, that kind of thing. Not that I've ever met a human who needs less motivating than he does. He's got enough drive for everyone. Yeah, fair call. Yeah,
2: that's probably a perfect way, perfect description.
1: I have I've, um, I did quite a bit of research on you. You're a curious guy, so I feel like there's two trades of thought you Know your haters that you can use as motivators, like yep. negativity, like that, that you can use as fuel. On the other hand, Rob Fife um, said to you once, um, Oh, this is more, this company's worth like 30 million a year or whatever, and you, yeah. you weren't thinking that big. So you're like, Well, if he says it, then I can do it. So yeah. it's like you just find positivity from everywhere.
2: Look, dude, I you know, every day, first and foremost, every day you can wake up and, and move your body and do something you want to do and get out of bed's a good day, and uh. It's just about kind of being optimistic and and positive on on things that happen throughout it. So, you know, I latch on to things and and there's probably a few comments a year that I'm like, oh, and I'll just, you know, really hone in and hyper focus on on achieving that and looking forward to that. So I'm always kind of open ears for for one of those comments which come around every few months and I'll Mm. fixate on it.
1: Yeah. Another thing I found quite weird this morning, I'd heard this about you and I thought this was something we'd have in common. I, uh, if I find a song I love, I'll, I can listen to it on repeat. Yep. I'll listen to it over and over again. But um, uh, you, like we, when we were in the ice bath on your deck at home, we had this, a, and it wasn't a great song, it's just a beat. Some, some it's the weekly beat, room. man. Yeah, panic room. Yeah, yeah not even a great, no, it's not going to be a classic, it's not a timeless <laughs> So you're playing on that on Bluetooth in your home. Then for the car ride, twenty minute car ride to your to your ALH headquarters, we had it there. Then you put on Bluetooth um, while we were doing a workout. Then it was playing while we we're in the sauna. Then on the way back into town, yeah. Um. So Prof probably heard that panic room song, which is again nothing song, maybe thirty times this morning. Yeah.
2: Well, it's consistency for me, right? It, it it just kind of helps me almost
1: anchor point back into to whatever I'm thinking that day. So. Yeah, but I've also heard you talk about the importance of time, and in particular a thing called compounding time, which I'm familiar with. Wouldn't that time be better spent listening to podcasts, which can make you better? Well, hey, I'm on a flight tonight, so I'll
2: listen to a couple (laughs) of the Dom Dom Harvey ones,
1: all right? (laughs) Okay. All right. I feel like um, in the Izzy Whitley story, there's sort of um, three chapters. There's um, um, the early years, you know, the childhood, the foundation. Uh, then there's the um, adversity, which is a, a very, very short but a very significant chapter over a, a couple of years in your life. Yep. Um, and then there's the beginning of an entrepreneur, which I feel like you're still in that chapter now. Just just getting out of neutral yeah, in so that chapter. I feel like we start with the current chapter, the entrepreneur chapter, and then we'll go right back to chapter one and cool. chapter two. Okay, so uh, ALH. Aotearoa labour hire It was Auckland labour hire. Now it's Aotearoa labour hire. Yep, um, branches all around the country. You, you start. You're 29 now. Yep. You started this business at the age of 21 with 500 bucks. Yep. So how, What? Like, what do you do? When well, you start as someone that's never started a business? What where does 500 bucks go?
2: It went into the incorporation fee. It went into going and um, paying the upfront cost for a phone plan, um, and it paid for my first uh, Facebook um, paid advert. On our Facebook page So it was going pretty quick Five doesn't go too (laughs) far
1: It's nothing So um, yeah Actually for anyone that doesn't know What is Auckland Labour
2: uh, Aotearoa Labour hire? So we're a temporary And a permanent staffing solution um, To any range of businesses That are just needing some support in, in In their internal staff But kind of bring it in We I like to say it's a Tap on and off service But sometimes the people Need to tap on for longer they're not so. We just love coming in, injecting some of our culture into through the people that we put in and, and, and helping service those needs.
1: Mm, and this has dominated your twenties, and you've grown it into um, a behemoth. And I know you, you'd still say you're in the startup phase potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in my opinion, we're, for where we're going to get to, then yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- those um those early years where you you have five hundred dollars and you pump that into starting up the company with a Facebook ad, um, how do you survive? Like, what do you do?
2: It's funny. Like, I look back and I think. You know, for me, even at twenty-one on five hundred bucks, I was on StudyLink at the time. I was still living the best life I'd ever lived, so it's not like my life ever had to scale back to start this business. And I look back and I think, each year, I've never overextended my lifestyle. That if we ever had to, I ever had to pull it back, then I I could pull it back. So whilst I can look back and be like, how did I do that? That was still that was great for me. That was the that twenty-one. I was living better than I was when I was 20. When I was 20, I was living better than I was when I was 19. So my life only got better. And you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know what it was like to live in a better environment or, or, or surroundings than what I did. So I was fine. I was buzzing. It's not till now I look back and I think, that might be a bit tricky to, to dial back into
1: Because were you making money from, um, from day one or were you just no. surviving on that study link? Dude, I didn't pay myself
2: for three years. Right. The, the first salary I paid myself was in year four and that was, was $37,500. And for me, that felt great.
1: So, how how are you scraping by in those early years?
2: Well, I was I was studying at the time, but I'd still go and do like I'd go and do labouring for ALH, and I'd pay myself for whatever work I would do on site. But I wouldn't take myself
1: any money out of the pot that I was trying to grow to, to continue pushing. So, what keeps you? So, you're, you're you're a driven guy. Um, so before that, you were um a very good footballer. Oh, I wouldn't say very good, but yeah, you you were you, <laughs> devoted and you're hardworking. Yeah. Um. So you're in this ALH thing for a few years, I suppose you're seeing some sort of, some sort of growth or some sort of yeah. green roots, whatever you want to call it, but what, what keeps you from getting bored and thinking, nah, i got to move on to something else?
2: Like, you know, that's actually a relatively common question because it took a long time before I started to feel any tangible or, or physical or visible results in the business, especially in the way I was living, but, you know, I've never done this for a dollar figure, I've always done it for the challenge that, that comes with it, and I think that's what always excited me. I was constantly being exposed out of my comfort zone um, and having to learn on the go how I can resolve this problem, how I can do better. Um, so that constant kind of, constant push was addictive, and it still is. I can't help myself.
3: Have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better.
1: So can you remember the, the very first one in the early days? Like yeah. First client, first paycheck, first whatever?
2: Yeah, it was a landscaping one, um, and i never forget it. I was like, oh, this is great. And I, I kind of said to myself, I just need to get 10, five to ten people out on site, and then I can do that for a year, and I'll decide what I want to do next in life. Because for me, I wanted to be in, the, in a suit and kind of work in the CBD and stuff like that. <laughs> I'd never experienced that, right? Like, I'm from a family of tradesmen. So kind of no one in our family ever went to work in a suit and I thought I just wanna change it and, and for me that was a sense of a physical kind of appreciation that, that you're doing something different. I can think of even worse than going to work in a suit any day. This is this is me dressed up. So um <laughs> so yeah, that changed pretty quickly. But the, the the constant challenge that I've been provided with from from ALH and, and some of the other businesses gets me out of bed every day and I, yeah. I love doing what I do.
1: So so in, in those early days, um, I've heard stories about you just like eating noodles. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Maggie chicken soup coop, uh, soup cup noodles. Is that, um, is that factual or is that adding adding It's factual, the story? man. And
2: and I still have a couple of Maggie soup cup noodles <laughs> in my cupboard at home because they're just a great little fixer. But that's all I could afford. Like at that time, right? It was like, and then I'd just get big like twenty four bags of Coca Cola, and uh, and that was kind of my <laughs> thing. So.
1: But it's so it like noodles for like breakfast, lunch, dinner. And dinner.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you know, you'd go up for the odd client thing where you'd kind of get some food or whatever and I'd possibly duck into Benji's family home and grab some of their dinner. But I'd pretty independent dude, but again, for me it wasn't like my lifestyle was ever scaling back. It's not like we ever had great cupboards full of food at no. home, <laughs> or or an amazing fridge full of food. It was kind of
1: like just what? How can I get by?
2: You know? Yeah. What's ninety one petrol like compared to ninety
3: eight?
1: Yeah. And so when did Rob come Rob Fife, by the way, um, prominent New Zealand businessman. Um, he was the the CEO of New Zealand for a while. He was was he the boss of like anz or BNZ, one of the banks? One of the banks. Yeah. And then um, during the pandemic, he was. Um, Called into by Jacinda Ardern to be like part of the brains trust, yeah, um, down in Wellington. So he's very, very successful, very knowledgeable. Um, now married to um, Yeah, Sarah Tetro, Sarah yep. Fife, as you said. Um, how, when did when did you first meet him? How did he come into the picture? Oh, so met, I'm guessing that was a turning point met, in the business. Met him met him through a mutual friend probably five years ago.
2: Um, oh no, actually, I would have met him probably six or seven years ago, and we just. Got along really well And we kind of just grew a bit of a relationship and a bond And one thing led to another And ended up picking his brains about um, about work and stuff And then we went on the Milford Track Walk Actually together And that was probably for me The most inspiring week of my life That, that, that for me was a week that I The week I didn't know I needed Well not that I didn't know I needed But the week that I, I If I could go back and think about it And pinpoint where the ambition really got ignited um, it was it was a week with Robs and Sarah's um, close friends, um, and that was just like whoa! Like he was sharing some of the war stories and stuff of of some of his career, and I was like, I want to be able to have those those stories and go on a walk with a kid at 23 and 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 give him some fuel and things. So. A bit of war stories, like, oh, just, like just, buying yeah, Boeing's. <laughs> yeah, a bit of that. There's a bit of the Airbus. To buy, but it was um, there, there was just all sorts of stuff that was just fascinating for me. there some of the numbers and the transactions that he was doing on behalf of you know in New Zealand, whatever. Those are just numbers I'd never heard before. My my uncle late when I was growing up, I never forget. He was on one hundred and forty four thousand dollars. And he was the, 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 the biggest earner I'd ever met, right, And Gisbert. And I looked at him like he was Jeff Bezos, didn't he? <laughs> <Kind> of, <laughs> but that's what I didn't know, right? And, and he was really inspiring and motivating for me at that point. But the great thing about life and relationships, you kind of can meet people throughout that continuously keep fueling your fire if you're looking, mm. not that you go out looking for it, but it doesn't take long to kind of naturally align with some of those people. You're like, oh, well hold on, here you go, those are the things.
1: Yeah, it was like the analogy um, that I, I like to use that I was telling you before, I, I feel like it's um, it's like climbing a tree, like you reach for yeah. the next branch, and then you reach, for, and they, I suppose there's some people that their branch will be 144,000 a year, and when they get there they're like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, yeah. this yeah. is my branch, this is my ceiling, Yeah. Um, but if you've got that growth mindset, you're going to keep looking for that next branch, yeah. or that next taller tree, whatever yeah. it happens to be. So, so Rob, so right, yeah, it's interesting, so... so your father passed away. You started this business. Uh, you're like three, four years into the business before you met Rob Fife, so he's like a business partner now, business mentor, yep. father figure as well. Yeah, look, I, Dad, nine years today, right?
2: Since since Dad passed away, um, and and I think I'm incredibly blessed to have someone like like a Rob that I can spend enough time in and around their their family home where I can kind of unintentionally get that kind of you know, I guess. He's a phenomenal bloke, right? Personally and professionally, so it's it's it is a real blessing. You know, he's incredibly respectful, really kind, caring guy, and 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 I've never been around a, a, a bloke like like that. So it's been cool to learn
1: in in a few areas of life mm. of him. Have you have you had, had a falling out like where you've had a tough talk and you and you don't talk for a couple what, of
2: days, a couple what, of weeks? What people don't realize is is I've never had a falling out with Rob. I'd, Rob, Rob could call me anything, and I'd walk away, right? And that, if you know me well, that's not like me. I'm kind of always pretty willing to for a fight, but I've got so much respect for him. Um, I've definitely had a few friggin', you know, whacks from him. I've probably had dozens and dozens of, of whacks, but every day's a new day with Rob, and 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 that that's the one thing that that we've we've not ever had that conversation. But that's just what we know. You know, you can yeah, so- say one thing and then. It, it is what
1: it is the next day Yeah, so you say wax So verbal wax verbal wax actually, not
2: There's probably been times He's wanted to physically <laughs> whack me There's probably been Him and Sarah uh, So there's probably been Dozens of times He's probably thought Geez, he could probably Do with one here But, yeah. uh, but do, no, do, verbal do wax
1: any of these um, Wax spring to mind? Any, any that stand out As being significant?
2: Oh Yeah I, I I Probably one to do with um One to do with work I'd, We'd kind of as ALH was growing, I financially am pretty comfortable in that area in business. have have learned to become more comfortable. I'd made a mistake on not accruing for certain invoices. So basically, I'd told him that we'd outperformed the three-month period than what we actually had. We ended up basically making break-even over the three-month period when I thought, oh, we've made all this money, but I hadn't accounted for these invoices. And to my defense, I thought that, uh, I thought that um, I could blame the other guy The guy that we had in the position at the moment I worked in there And I never forget just doing hot laps Up and down Rob and Sarah's driveway Because I said to Rob, mate I need to come and talk to you I need to own something here And I'm gassing myself up on my mate You'll be fine, get in there You know, he's going to be really accommodating He's going to see where you're coming from Kind of within a minute I sit down, I'm shaking And Rob's kind of got this like cold look that he can turn on really well, and that's when you know it's not going to be the conversation <laughs> you're anticipating it was going to be. <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me, and uh and I went up there. I was like, you know, Rob, like this is kind of this happened, and he should have been doing this. And Rob just straight, don't don't try and blame us on this. This is a you problem. This is your business. You're not close enough to it. You've got too detached. Ones. And I was just sitting there, kind of. Whoa. It's kind of. It's never. The thing is with with the works I've had, it's never. It's never like an attack on me personally But it's so direct And you're like <laughs> It's like oh, And it's just just so to the point Like you know Instead of using eight sentences He'll, he'll use two So mm. it's kind of constantly doing those things um, And you know um, Perception's been a big Learning stuff for me, right? The first few years, you kind of, especially from twenty one to twenty four, there's definitely times I probably thought I was a bit cooler than than what I was, and they were pretty quick to be like, "Stay in your lane." <laughs>
1: you oh, know? what do you, what are you You're
2: mean? You're Oh, just, you- mate, just little things. Like if I was ever, you know, if if I was wearing a shirt that was probably a little bit too nice for me to wear, and or something like that, they'd be like, "What are you wearing that for? <laughs> like, you, you shouldn't be wearing that." Do you know what I mean? It's kind of always, always actually looking out for me. And making sure I'm not looking like a dicky because perception is a big thing, and and I and and I really focus on it. And uh, and there's just many touch points where it was kind of like, there's been that many that I can't, you know. Again, it's funny. I, I was Toby's twenty first the other weekend. Someone said to me, "Do you actually? Does anyone actually ever tell you off? You know, don't kind of report into family or whatever." And then I went back and I said that the same. Right? I said just Got asked if you guys have ever told me off before, and they both hysterically started laughing. They're like, Ah, jeez, if they heard half of them, they'd be uh,
1: in fits of laughter. So, yeah, cause so, so, yeah, Rob Fife is the, is the chairman of ALH now and and Fit Out, the um, the other business the other company, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of like, I, I mean, I don't know, I'm purely speculating here because I know nothing about anything, but I'm guessing a chairman job. A chairman role or chairman position is like cracking the whip and getting the CEO like thirstier and hungrier. But with Rob, is it more like holding the reins, like <laughs> yeah. trying to hold you back? Yeah, that's what he. Like that, that's like, a, like an angry yeah. dog on a lead. That's probably his dis-
2: description. He's kind of like, whoa he's like, he's just trying to kind of hang on to the tail, right? And I'm just trying to go full <laughs> full pace. And you know, there's def- definitely decisions that if he didn't influence me not to make, the business would be in a trickier spot for sure. So it's. I guess the chairman is, is the mentor and 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 helps direct the CEO and support him.
1: Yeah. So so we're recording this uh, towards the uh, tail end of 2023. How what's your revenue for this year for ALH? In this calendar year, we we'll
2: we'll probably come in and around the the mid 40s. So we, we're going to go for 50. We probably might get early early 40s. But you know it's been it's been a challenging year. The economy's mm. turned pretty quick. Um, it's. The, the market in Auckland that we found the trickiest, the opening of the regions that we have that that's been that's been phenomenal for us and that that's actually been a really key foundation for this business to keep pushing. So it doesn't take much things to turn to kind of start to have to reevaluate where you sit and, and redirect. But all in all, we you know and amongst the economy and, and the things that have happened. We're friggin' excited for next year. Mm. And, and yeah,
3: and
1: I've heard you in some other podcasts talk about your goal is to get to like 100, 100 million revenue. So you're at 40 million for this year. The goal is to get to 100. What, what does that mean exactly for someone that knows shit about business? Look, 100 mil's not the goal anymore. We want to go bigger. Um, I think we
2: can. Uh, we're opening up in Brisbane in, in February, um, which is going to be awesome. And that's a whole other market that we're, we're looking forward to getting into. Australia labour hire. Perfect. Big
1: fluke. Big fluke. Where <laughs> else can we go? Africa labour yeah, yeah. Asia.
2: Anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, anywhere labour hire. It's perfect. Um, so like what does it mean to someone? Look, it, it's 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 strictly a sales metric. It's not actually a performance metric. It's it's like a market share metric so you can know how much of it you're capturing. The performance of the business ultimately is the bottom line and how much profit you're generating. But top line gives me a sense of how much market we are capturing in and amongst this this market. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of always been my focus where then we can start to drive performance when we once we get that critical mass. So it's it's just kind of adopting and, and,
1: and trying to steal mm-hmm. as much of the market as we can. And how, so how does your um, position so you're CEO? Managing director. Managing, Managing director. Yeah. So you get paid a salary? Yep, get paid a salary. But and is it a good salary or look it's I am
2: not complaining about it. It's, it's it's a good salary. It's it's definitely an undermarket salary. Like um but um and it's probably the first time I've had this salary and but, you know, I, I work my ass off and I've worked my ass off for seven seven and a half years. Is it more than i have
1: made on hundred and forty four? It'd be pretty close. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh but but you know, like it's it's one of those things. You you like if if you actually kind of you know, I didn't pay myself for the first four years and, and I'm actually Constantly, always thinking where I'm not in it for this year or next year or the year after. And if I get another forty grand or fifty grand this year, it's not going to change my life next year. So I'm constantly thinking. Well, I'm always willing to sacrifice some of my remuneration for for generating bringing in bigger roles creating new roles so we can continue to grow this business because the the dollar figure is not what gets me out of bed every day. It's a challenge
1: yeah well i I suppose ultimately it's your company as well so you're not sitting there going yeah man my boss is a fucking prick it's my company but i've
2: like i probably made a decision a couple of years ago to make it feel like it wasn't i was kind of like all right i'm i'm effectively a ceo but managing director I just want to make it, and and having a chairman does make you feel like it's not your own company at times, which I like. That that's great for me. It's that's what some someone like me really thrives off. It adds accountability, adds direction, and and I've got results that we're kind of constantly being reassessed on. Mm. So it's um, so whilst it is my company, I do my I I try really hard to make it feel like it's not, and I'm kind of just in my role to deliver the results that that I'm putting forward.
1: Mm. Yeah, so I, I don't understand that stuff, but I've been listening to the, the um, Elon Musk book um, on Audible, and he's been pushed out of some companies that he that he, yeah. that he set up and that he owned. Could that happen to you? Look, if if, <laughs> if 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 I did
2: something drastically out of control, Rob Rob could ultimately remove me and yeah. and, and, and from the business. But it's a crazy it's, concept. It's a crazy concept, but it was a concept I signed up for, and 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 that's it's really helped me. Like I'm I'm a pretty rogue, like kind of not. Uh, I'm I'm pretty one dimensional, but I'm also pretty sporadic and and with my thoughts and and things like that. So it's great to have some form of kind of direction. And-
1: oh yeah, I mean a lot of people could find you very intimidating, I suppose. So yeah, as we alluded to at the start, um, we spent the morning at um, ALH HQ and uh, yep. what's that? Where, Penrose, Otaheite, Um mm-hmm. and you've got like a basketball court there. There's there's a, a, um, a fully stacked gym. There's a sauna. You cranked up the music. the... What was it called again? The Panic room room over and over again. And then um, you know you were doing a set of exercise, then I'm doing a set of exercise, and you're yelling out like a drill sergeant. I love exercise, (laughs) so good it is. And then things like, um, it's Thursday, brother. (laughs) It's like oh my god.
2: Every day is a good day, man. And and exercise is like a drug. Like it's it's, me exercising in the morning is like me being at the gas tank fueling up.
1: It's like of got a couple of weird quirks right a bit weird in oh, some areas mate, I, 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 i've um i've had people tell i've never been diagnosed with anything but um i, I do Neither. think there's traces of adhd and i think maybe i'm on the spectrum somewhere like a little bit Asperger'sy or something but I, I i've feel heard like all of a, that yeah 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 definitely definitely but it's intoxicating it was, it was a fun morning and i really enjoyed it yeah, it was but but uh, a lot of people must find it very quite intimidating do you have some stuff that come along and they just don't last because they don't fit the mold yeah, massively. It's a high-performance culture. You, you get in, you get stuck in, or you,
2: effectively you get out, right? So, And it's not for everyone. And we do our best to try and be honest about it, but it's not for everyone. So, But, you know, like, my, my exercise and my routine, if I don't get up, like, I do my best to be as aware of my quirks and chinks of the chain as, as possible. So, you know, if I don't get up and do a morning workout, I'm a nightmare for the rest of the day. I can't sit still. I can't focus. I, I like... I've had to build a really clear, consistent infrastructure around my day in order for me to perform. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a creature of habit kind of a, a day. But it's, if I didn't do that, I'd, I couldn't sit down and focus where I need
1: to. Yeah. Uh, being that in tune with yourself, I think it's a real powerful spot to be in. And you've, you've found that spot really early. Even, really. You're,
2: even you're- with some of the OCD stuff, right? Like Kind of like hygiene and time. Those are some things I'm pretty weird with. I, I just oh, make sorry sure. for pissing in your bud <laughs> I saw that. I saw the wrench the, the yellow trucks. It's so I, cold there's <laughs> no chance of doing wheeze in an iceberg. <laughs> you certainly could. Um but you know, but that's it. It's just kind of like making sure I've got the infrastructure around me that I need to perform and, and, and that's it, I think. I was you know, Allah um my PA was around yesterday after dinner and we we're figuring out my first three months of so January to to april geez it's it's hectic right i'm kind of away more than i am home and it's just kind of say all right well little things can we make sure we've got consistent stuff in and around the fridges and and the branches that i'm going to be at Um, making sure i've got exercise booked in making sure i'm kind of the the hotels that i'm staying at have a sauna have a gym where i can get a little workout or something like that and so it's that kind of orchestrated to, to make sure i feel like I can kind of just get in there and deliver.
1: Yeah, mate, it's, it's a fascinating chapter, and we could stay on this forever, but um, time is limited, unfortunately. Um, just before we move on from this chapter three and go back to chapter one, the early years, um, if someone came and um, offered to buy the company today, what would the price be? Not for sale. <laughs> Everything's for sale.
2: No, yeah. like, like I, like I, I, I've got no interest. These next five years for me are like at a minimum, right? We've kind of got a five to ten year cycle, and. And, I'll, like, I like, I couldn't go and get this challenge somewhere else tomorrow mm. if we
1: sold it. Okay, I suppose what I'm asking, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll look at you direct and ask you honestly, the Rob Fifeway. way. Um, you're 29 years old. It's a company you set up eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, what would you be worth? What's your net worth? Oh geez, I'd be happy if I was a million bucks.
3: I don't know.
2: I I don't get caught up in that stuff. Oh, that's
1: stuff. a lot. Yeah, come on, that's do uh,
2: not <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't get caught up on focusing on that so stuff. I,
1: yeah, it's way way more than that though. <laughs> I don't know. Look,
2: I, I don't get caught up on that stuff.
1: Because I, I heard a podcast you did, and you said growing up you were obsessed with two things: um, what people were earning or what they're worth and yeah. their height. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I. Um, not interested in your height. Uh, but What are you worth? <laughs> look, I don't know. Honestly, I, I couldn't Five? tell you. I, I don't know. I honestly, I, I couldn't tell you and uh, and that's not a metric that I'm constantly assessing myself on. You must that's, have an idea though. I, I, I don't honestly I, I couldn't tell you. It's um, heck, I, I generally off the top of my head, I, I don't know. but uh, but you know, I've all, I was always interested I, like you know when we got a coffee this morning, money is a metric, but the most exciting thing for me is the actually the challenge to get to that metric. And that's, so when I talk about the 100 mil, when I talk about the 250 mil, or when we get to a 250 mil, I'm talking about 500 mil, it's not the money metric that excites me the most. I sit there and I think, there's such a challenge to get to there, Mm. and the challenge I've had to get to here excites me to keep going. And, And as long as I can, I'll be determined and motivated to keep pushing that boat up, because I love the challenge. So that metric is almost like the last 10%, just a tick box to say, cool, we've done that. But I'm signing up for the challenge underneath, and that's what excites me the most.
0: Yeah, that's,
1: that's a nice answer. But for, for the workout this morning, I was walking behind you outside your apartment. Um, that was definitely a real Louis Vuitton backpack. Oh, I think I got that one from Hong Kong for eight bucks. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I appreciate the way you answered that. It was a very skillful answer. <laughs> Thanks. It's an uncom- uncomfortable question, isn't it? Oh, look, it's, it's a question that's not overly un- uncommon,
2: but it, it's it's generally not something I get too, too fixated on. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's go back to the early years. So um, Izzy from Gizzy. Busy Izzy from Gizzy. Yeah. Very, very Christian household. Like heavily religious yep. household. And you're the baby of the family. Um, unplanned. Massive age gap, right? Yep, yep, big age gap. Budgie's 12 years older than me.
2: Banjo's 10 years older than me. Rosie's 5 years older than me.
1: Okay, okay. So then, then you came along. Then I came along, yeah. And, um, yeah, I've heard in... in um, other podcasts you've done, you talk about your relationship with your dad. Have yep. you mentioned your relationship with your mum? Um, look, me, I love my mum. Right, yeah. um, I'm a busy guy.
2: I think that busy is he. Busy, busy is he. I'm a busy guy. Um, I keep in touch with my family to the best I can. I could always do a better job, but it's a really respectful relationship in and amongst my family. They know that I'm doing what I'm doing, um, and and whatnot. But um, but at the end of the day, it's it's just one of those things. I I, I had to grow up really young. Right, and that's kind of thing. So I became really independent. I wasn't necessarily someone that was dependent on an emotional attachment on on anything. Realistically, with too many people, so it's just about kind of pushing forward and, and getting on. I I go and see my mum when I'm home. I'm just hardly home. Mm. I probably go home twice a year. So um, but she's a lovely lady. Bringing me up wouldn't have been easy. Uh, so, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. do you think by the time you came along, she was just bored of parenting? I, I, <laughs> I, I
2: genuinely think that my mum, I probably came out into the world, and my mum thought, "Oh, this is kind of my swan song." And she says to me, "You, were, you were to put your three older siblings together." She said, "You were worse." She said, "You didn't walk anywhere; it was all sprinting. It was like mm. always flat out." So, there's probably no mum or parents wish mm. that for their last. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and also, um, you, do you think you like did your older siblings sort of raise you in a way? I suppose yeah, it yeah. takes it takes the slack off the parents a bit. When and, and that age gap, not
2: that I've experienced it with my, I don't have children, but like I think that is a common theme in, in families when you've got siblings that are eight to ten to twelve years older than yeah. you. They do take on some of that responsibility. So, my two mm-hmm. older siblings, I've all, I've got quite a lot to do, and it's a different relationship than I have with Rosie. Um, Rosie's the one that's closest to me, so it's me and Rosie's is far more of a friendship. Um, and bougie and Banjo Is far more of kind of like a let's just make sure this guy's a, he's in line and we're chicken when we need to and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So
1: yeah, in your relationship with your dad, um, we'll get into this in um, further detail in the the next chapter, chapter yep. to the adversity chapter. But um, uh, very strict. Yeah, like really, militant. Yeah, militant. What was it? Was He, he was a school caretaker, right? Caretaker. Wait, did um, he? Did he have a military background? No. It was man. It was interesting. Like like.
2: You don't know what you don't know until you leave home, and and the way I was brought up, I thought it was normal, you know, and 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 you kind of some of the stories I was telling you, you know, when we're going for a walk on the coffee, it's like you think some of those things. Uh, it was, it was a constant. The way I would describe my upbringing and my relationship with that, it was constantly being uncomfortable in a home environment because I should always be doing more. Mm. So, it was, I never felt at ease or relaxed at home. I was never allowed to sleep in past 7 a.m. because that was teaching bad habits. That was his words. Um, he would walk in um, up the porch, walk into the house. I could hear him coming because he'd have the keys on his hip. I was never allowed to be sat down when he walked in. I always had to be doing something. So, I'd dart off to the kitchen, act like I was doing the dishes um, <laughs> and doing something. So, at least when I, when like that would validate to him that I wasn't lazy. It was always about doing more, doing more, doing more and and that's ingrained to me today and sometimes it's hard to see the woods from the trees or trees from the woods. I'm kind of like more, 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 more and and sometimes to this day I just get so consumed it's hard to pull yourself out of that and, and see it different
1: but it's just making sure you've kind
2: of got some levers and flags to identify that. Mm.
1: Yeah, there's one um particular story you told me. About how, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to share that?
2: Yeah, I um I like there's probably about six months my dad would wake me up, come down the hallway, he'd like put his hand over my mouth and then block my nose and I'd kind of basically be in suffocated, right? And I'd wake up and I'd panic and he'd kind of be like, what are you doing? You you can't be panicking, you need to learn to relax. And you're kind of like, as we got to the point where over the months and stuff, I'd wake up before he'd there and I'd act like I was like unfazed by that and look at him and be like. Oh, all right, you know, beating how him, are, how beating long him. You
1: away for like hours, just, just sitting there, ready, the ready
2: to win, ready to win. Um, it was interesting, actually. Rob, Rob, te- Rob, texted me this morning, past nine, my thoughts about the the nine year thing, and he mentioned it. He said, "I'm sure your suffocating dad would be proud looking down at you." Yeah, <laughs> so. like
1: that's that's um, like that's that's really troubling. It's 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 troubling to my it,
2: look. It, it was what it was. It's not something I have trauma about it today but you know I, I look back in it and and I say it honestly if I had to change anything I wouldn't because if it meant I could be where I am today to have the work ethic I have the drive and the ambition should I do it 10 times over if it meant it you know mm. so I wouldn't uh, honestly I wouldn't change a thing
1: but he, he wasn't like that with any of the older kids right no
2: so why you man I'm a splitting image of him like uh I'm, I'm a lot like him I've got a lot of characteristics like him I'm a lot like him in some areas, but then you know, I'm completely opposite in, in others. But I think he's just at the end of his
0: time of Weird Yeah, yeah. It's like
2: should he had four? I was the fourth one, right? Again, I I wouldn't want me to be the fourth kid if I had kids. Geez, I'm, I'm like a live wire, right? It's kind of from the minute I'm up, I'm on, and then uh, and yeah, just I'd, I'd learned how to wind him up like he'd wind me up, and I was I was I was a cheeky bastard. I was, I was like, you know, I was always pushing the boundaries, just like he was trying to push mine. So yeah, do you think it was an element of like tough love on his part, just massively to try and put you in your place? It was always, he'd always say to me, he'd, he'd call me boy or buddy. Those are the two names he'd call me up. Like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you so hard on me? Why were not you like this with the others and stuff? But like, look, boy, I don't know what we're working towards, but but we're working towards something, and you'll thank me one day. One day you'll thank me for this work you think. Never got to thank him That's probably the one regret I've got in my life And uh, and I look back at it And I think Jesus You know I am thankful for that work ethic And that stuff But to be being told that From the time you're 13
1: We just don't know What we're working for But we're working towards something It's like What's he like World War coming around? Yeah, and and he was a school caretaker, so he would have had no aspirations like you starting up a big multi-million dollar company or anything.
2: Yeah, no, no. He's always kind of had his brain ticking to see what was next and and where he could go, but Ultimately, he just didn't have – and, you know, he, he got married young, uh, had kids young, so his he's in a different position, right? Like, I'm 29. I've kind of got none of those responsibilities. So my, I can solely focus on, mm. on business and, and, and what I want to achieve mm. in my life Where he, from the time he was 20, he had kids. Did you love him or were you scared of him or both? Loved him, scared shitless of him, um, respected him, but didn't – wouldn't go and have a coffee with him if he was around today, you know. And and that that's me being brutally honest. Mm. With all respect to my siblings, um, I just had a really different relationship, one that I don't long for or miss. You know, I'm, I'm at peace with, with everything. And it's, I think you go through phases in, in life and you actually just have to own and, and take accountability what's happened's happened and, and you can move forward. And, and every day is a new day and you just got to take it mm. like that. So, so that's my philosophy.
1: How, how do you know, have you had any therapy or anything? I went to a psychologist probably like
2: four or five times, like within two years of his passing, um, but I've kind of not very good at self-regulating and I've probably still got a bit of, bit of work to do on it, but, uh, <laughs> what? but be, being able to kind of just pull myself out of situations yeah. has, has always been a struggle, but that's more so with work than, than I would with the dad stuff. And, and I think... You know, it's 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 not a it's an unpopular opinion, but when Dad passed away, there was that much tension and stress put on my life from him and, and a controlling element that it was like a burden of relief. You know, like mm. it was kind of like, shit, I can be my own person now. So it, whilst there was a lot of negativity and upset and, and a tough time, I still sit there and I think, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing today if you're still alive, and selfishly that works for me. Mm. So that why, gave me. Why, peace.
1: why wouldn't you be doing what you're doing today? I, I feel like you would. I feel oh. like. We, you, you, I've heard you in other podcasts, and you talk about the influence that Rob Fife had on your life and uh, and your dad. But I feel like you you matched to the beat of your own drum, and it may have been a different route to the one you've taken. It'd definitely but I feel be a like different you'd route. Be in the same place. Maybe, Maybe I'd end up here the or same not, place. whether Rob was in your life or not.
2: Yeah, look, I'd, I'm confident in my ability that I'd end up where I want to end up, but at a different timeline, probably. Um, but I just, like, it's hard to explain, you know. Like, my sister got married, I think I would have been 19. I couldn't be seen with a, with an alcohol drink in my hand. You know, I'll never forget when my dad saw me across the wedding and I had a Heineken in my hand. I shit myself and quickly chucked it out. Do you know what I mean? There's this such an element of, like, <gasps> like I'd be fearful of what his response would be sometimes.
1: Mm. Yeah, so we'll get to the adversity chapter soon, and this is where it starts to unravel a bit more about your dad. But um, with the benefit of hindsight, now from where you're sitting as a 29 year old man, that's done very fucking well for yourself, um, how much do you think of his like like anger or discipline towards you was like mental health based? Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like dad was an interesting operator. Like
2: he was almost a screw loose where it was. I don't know I, this, how I'd describe it. If I went to war, I'd want Dad next to me, right? Because I think he'd be <laughs> the guy that would clear a hole for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he was always unhinged, and it was almost like that was just part of him. Like he was just so, so like that. Um, but the mental health stuff, there was definitely a, a deterioration of it. Um, and and for me, if I look back at it, it started from the time I was probably twelve or thirteen, but. I don't know. You ask my family. They might say it was five years earlier. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of the mental health stuff, but it was you – know, I've met a lot of people that encounter mental health, but he was a unique breed, mm.
1: that guy. Like, he was a different, different kettle of fish, that fella. You, you've always been um, so driven, though, eh? Uh, like, you You made the call to leave Gisborne and finish your school in Auckland, so it wasn't your parents sending you away. No. Um, that, was, that was your decision, which just seems – just seems like you had this um sort of instinct all the way through your life. Was part of that like to get to get away from your dad so you could wake wake up with I, a big stuff. I I, I had
2: to get away from my dad. Like or well, me and dad probably would have bloody one of us would have ended up bloody doing something silly, you know, yeah. like that's how much tension there was in the relationship. Yeah. It was it was getting to the point where I'm off. Or one of us are going to end up in hospital, and yeah. it would have been me because look, I, snakes got bigger arms than yeah, me, right? Yeah, <laughs> but
1: you think we'd get to that age where, cause, you know, I was from a like a, a spanking household, yeah. Um, so, but it was all, it was always correctional, and it was always dad would always say, oh, this is going to hurt me the more than what's yeah. going to hurt you. But it gets to the point where you're fourteen, fifteen, where it's like your dad can't put you over the bed and give you a whack with yeah. belt anymore. You you think he'd start to treat you differently, but that wasn't the case. No, no. it probably started to level up
2: more so, and um. And yeah, it was it was one one of us had to do something, and mm. and and for me, it was it was moving away, and uh, and like, you know, the drive and the competitiveness. I think if if I had to describe myself to best help you or people understand, mm. I hate I hate losing more than I love winning. That would be my description. So, winning comes first for me, right? And then I can have fun after. But losing for me is Almost traumatic right I freaking hate it So there's such a drive To deliver a result and In everything I do Like I, I Whenever me and my sister Would go around the corner To the dairy I'd always race her there Or race to the gate Who's going to win This or that It was always Always to that next point So There's a Big underlying Drive and ambition And that was bred Through my dad Like He would he would say to me, oh, look, you know your sister's doing better than you here. And I'm like, well, she's 10 years older than me. Like, <laughs> of course. She's but, a woman. But it was I'm constantly it was constantly like that. And I'll never forget when I like first bet my brother at a running race. I was like 14, and the like, first time I, I bet him, because he'd come and help me do my fitness. Banjo's always been incredibly supportive, when it was football, when it was business. Um, but I'll never forget the first time I bet him, and I was like, that's great. And then I remember Dad saying, well, you should have bet him by more. You know, so it's kind of like, even when you got to that point, there was something else, and and that competitiveness still lives and mm. breathes inside of me every day. Is is
1: that something you need to work on? Like I, I've heard you say you avoid playing board games where it's a chance, like Yahtzee or something, because it's yeah. like come on. Yeah, well, yeah, come <laughs> on,
2: absolutely. But like, I I think for me, I'm yeah. hopelessly me, and 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 I I love, you know. As Rob said to me, you know, he always said to me, man, as long as you can get up every day and look at the fella in the mirror and love him, mm-hmm. worry less, you know, and have a great day. So, look, yeah, there's going to come a time when that competitive edge slows down naturally uh, as humans do. But I don't want to, I don't want to curb mm-hmm. that. I, I want, I want a future family or something to be that reason and I just want to go all gas, no brakes mm-hmm. until that time comes. So whilst I've kind of got the testosterone, I've got the energy, I
1: just don't want to stop the momentum. Mm. I, I, you're I you're always going to have the testosterone and the energy, I think.
2: I'm always going to have that, but there's going to come a time where I'm I believe, <laughs> I could be wrong, <laughs> probably everyone who knows me well probably thinks I'm wrong, there's going to come a time where it's kind of going to I believe there'll come a time where actually I don't need to fight that fight I normally would have, but I'm just going to simmer down and, and, and kind of do Dude, I've got a good friend, a guy called Kurt um he's 10 years older than me um I I love the relationship I have with him he's done incredibly well he's a successful guy and he's a really great guy and I kind of almost compare where I am now it's like on the young bull not that he's the old bull but I kind of think my energies towards a lot of things I know that he would have been at this age but Mm. he's not so much now he's got three kids him and his wife and and whatnot so I look at that and I think there's gonna be a time for that, but that time's
1: not right now. So I wanna to, wanna to go with the momentum. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, so you moved to Auckland, finished your school education here. Yep. Off your own back. Yep. where, where are you staying? You bulleted out? Who so I got bulleted out with a with a
2: family, then they bloody kicked me out after a couple of months. And I live, went and lived with the um, the Corner family. Phenomenal family, um, literally welcomed me in and and treated me like their own I I shared a room with my friend called Chunky um, Who we're still incredibly close with today He comes and does our Wednesday workouts at at HQ with the team which is cool So um, I live with them and then then I went and did my building apprenticeship Started my building apprenticeship, apprenticeship after school and
1: hooked into that. So. Yeah, while well, you're playing soccer, so yeah. soccer or slash yeah. football yeah, was yeah, yeah. Uh, your main. purpose I took in a life?
2: year off football actually. Okay, just so like when I started the apprenticeship, it was just too tough on the body, and uh, you're doing long hours, you're lifting lots of stuff, and and I, I, you know, I never really liked football. I just liked winning, and uh, and and I was kind of, <laughs> you know,
1: so it was. Uh, you what, why didn't you play a solo sport where
2: all the variables? I didn't have were up a choice. I, like I was, I was like. I was kind of brought up to play football, right? right. That was the kind of thing. But and a
1: team it, sport must have annoyed you immensely. I was the worst teammate.
2: You. I was the worst <laughs> teammate. I wouldn't want to be my teammate. You know, and this me being honest, um, I was it was all like it just it actually like got got to the point where I'd burn relationships because it was just like that competitive It's kind yeah. of like you know.
1: So, okay, so so you're twenty years twenty years old. Um, you're building a. a uh, apprentice, um, you're playing a bit of football, and then you get a phone call from your sister about mm. your dad. Yeah, um, so this would have been nine years ago today. Nine years ago today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's,
2: it's it's incredible to look back and, and think that it's been nine years.
1: Yeah. What are you, is it hard to go back there to that day? Or no,
2: nah, look, oh, it's 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 not like I I've gone over that day so many times. I like, I think today. Today's more about my family than it is for me they, They're they the family They still have to live in Gisborne Well they don't have to But they live in Gisborne That's where the memories are with dad That's where the memories are for them They've got great memories with dad I don't have many memories up in Auckland So my my next chapter was my own chapter So I've been able to create my own life And and merge into a family of my own up here mm. Which which I, I love, care and respect And, and it's vice versa So Today's, for me, is more about my family. I, mm. I know that I'm okay. These days are going to happen, um, and each year it gets easier. Um, but I think today I, I kind of wake up and I, I kind of feel for them.
1: Yeah. So so we started with um, Chapter 3, which is um, uh, Izzy Whitley, the entrepreneur. Um, then we went back to Chapter 1, which is like the childhood, which sort of set the foundations of the man you are today, it, which takes us now to um, the second chapter and the final chapter, uh, I suppose the, the adversity mm. chapter, which um, – I mean, all, all these things, you look back and they, they all sort of have made you the, the person and the man you are today. Yeah, take us back to that, that nine years ago today. So you, you get the phone call from, what are you doing? What are you doing that day? You, you're on, on I, site?
2: I, I, no, no, I, it was a Sunday. I'd just done crate day with my uh, football team. And uh, I'd just gone and had a pizza with my girlfriend at the time. And uh, and that's where I got the phone call. I was on Milford Beach, I'll never forget. So like evening, afternoon. Evening, yeah, evening. yeah, yeah kind yeah. of five or six o'clock. So for me, whilst today's the anniversary, crate day for me is probably the tougher day um, because that, that – memories. The memories. Are, like, as As awful as it sounds, I wake up and I think – I was hooking into my first beer this time nine years ago and my dad was already dead, right? And I just didn't find out until that evening. Mm. So that for me is a, almost it's like, oh, I'm getting up and going about my day when I didn't even know for, for so long, right? So I was in Milford Beach, got the phone call,
1: went to the corner's house um, – so you, you didn't have a hunch or anything Some people say they felt something in their gut was wrong I didn't you, believe it You were just hammered I was steamed Mate, <laughs> okay. I could hardly Like I was absolutely rotten drunk So so your sister calls him. what does she say?
2: It's interesting Up until probably a month ago We didn't like we'd spoke about it, And she said the phone call she had with me Seems completely different to what I relay Because I just remember her telling me Hey is uh, Dad's been found dead And I was like oh And she tells me there's eight sentences before But that's, that's what I remember mm. Um so oh, well, you'd had a whole crate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good point. She's a more reliable yeah, witness. Yeah. So so that <laughs> happened, and then I I went to the counters to be around kind of my them, and and they were incredibly supportive and and helpful, and and Paulie drove me to um to the mount uh to then be picked up from Banjo, um and then drove home, and then it was with the family.
1: And that must uh, that must, have, it must have been a weird day because it's um. I, obviously, you're, you're half cut for starters, but yeah. I suppose you sober up very quickly when you get a phone call like that. Yeah, um, you try to, <laughs> but also you, you you have the complex the complexities of your personal relationship with your father. Yeah,
2: um, I had no idea it was suicide until I got home. I got, so what I, were you thinking?
1: I I thought
2: he'd got cheeky to the wrong person, and just got dusted up. I honestly thought someone had killed him. That that's what I thought. I was like, he's got cheeky to the wrong guy, or he's just throwing his temper at the wrong person, and they weren't having it today. Banjo um, told me that it was a head injury as to what the cause of the death was, so I, that's why I was kind of like, someone's you know donked him or something like that. So then um, it wasn't until I got home and I was like, you know, Banjo was quite blasé about telling me or talking about it, and he just kept saying, "I just don't want to know. I just don't want to." Know. I'm like, "I want to know. Like, you know, I, what the what the hell's going on?" I, I pulled my um. Sister aside I said Bougie You've got to tell me What's going on And she pulled me Into her room And uh, she said Look, There's Found a note And um, And I was kind of like Wow It was just You know From that point I was like I was actually Really disappointed Like In him Because I was kind of like, This guy has In my opinion Trained my mind Trained my psyche To be as strong Strict Disciplined As I can be And to weather any storm And the storm being dead I weathered his storm for a long time mm. But he couldn't weather his And that's how I thought at the time I didn't dive in to understand mental health But I was kind of like, what a dick like, You're not practicing what you've preached Into me my whole life You've called it quits when it got tough Obviously that's now not what I think Yeah, But yeah. at the time that's what I was kind of Oh so
1: you're, yeah, you're very young at the time yeah, too so yeah, little yeah. understanding.
2: And and so now that I'm aware Of a lot more and, and I've educated Myself on, on what mental health can Can do, I Definitely don't feel like that. But at the time, that's mm. how I felt. I was like, I was just pissed off. I remember I remember all the family around. And I We kind of said, oh, what are we going to do? When's the funeral going to be? Is it going to be on? I said, it was a Sunday. I said, let's have it on the Wednesday. I've got surgery for my shoulder on the Thursday. I want to get back to Auckland. I want to keep living my life and keep moving forward. That's generally the chat I, I remember having in front of everyone. So, you, um, so did you allow yourself to grieve or...? I, I didn't allow myself to grieve, but then when everything happened with my heart, I was in hospital for
1: a week, and I just bawled my eyes out for a yeah. week. Yeah, this is the next bit of the yeah. adversity <laughs> chapter. Yeah, yeah, we will we'll get to that. It's it's a lot. Yeah. it was a lot over a very concentrated period of time. Yeah. Okay, so um, what did the notes say? Was it much? Oh, it look. Short,
2: out, out of respect to the family, okay. I won't relay it. But um, but it, it said enough to to kind of. Reiterate what, what position he was in And, yeah. and how he was feeling and, and it was actually more
1: of an apology Than anything Yeah And um, You Yeah we, we can't get into this um, Due to various laws But you mm. told me uh, Earlier um, How he went about it And mm. it's a, a particularly violent yeah, and it's, brutal way. Yeah, it's you're a, not going to survive that. Yeah, 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 it's not. It's not a cry for help at no. all. Where, did he? Had he? T- did your mum have any idea? Did anyone in the family have any? Everyone ideas? knew that it was suicide as soon as they found out
2: about it. No, but did, did oh.
1: anyone? Anyone know he was like struggling mentally?
2: Yeah. Well, as soon as yeah, as soon as people found out or got told that dad had passed away, they all thought suicide. I was just the only one that didn't think
1: that. And. So when when you found that out, did it give you more of sort of um, empathy or understanding of um, like how hard he was growing up? Like a lot of it, it probably came from a place of anger, maybe brought on by mental health. Nah, because I almost thought he bloody got me to the brink of having my own mental health,
2: <laughs> <laughs> dad induced yeah, mental yeah. health. So I I just I just felt hard done by, man. Like yeah. I did, I was kind of like, what a dick. Like you've you've pushed me to the point of breaking point at least once a week. For for my life Well not my life Probably my last Four years at home Five years at home And 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 you tell me how tough you have to be, and and that's that's the way you go about it. So I just felt really ripped off. Mm.
1: Well, mentally, you're you, you're you're like a white David Goggins. <laughs> like you are, I wish. you are hardcore. <laughs> you, you are like like Dave, if, if David Goggins and Cameron Haynes had a baby, you'd be the product. Um, how are you, are you with like vulnerability and being like open and honest with people you love about y- your position? Are, are you scared that one day you could end up in the same sort of?
2: I'd be li- I'd be lying if I said that I didn't or haven't thought that, and I probably only think that when people, um, bring that up because they're like, "Oh, you're worried that that's going to be your path." But I look at the infrastructure I put around myself every day, and and I I give myself I think if I was going to have mental health issues, I would have had it by now, mm. and I'm not trying to jinx myself or whatever, and I know it's not a choice, but I do everything I can to counteract mental health issues, right? I, I, I look after myself, I exercise, I, I do the best I can. And whilst I'd consider myself not a selfish person, I'm incredibly selfish on my time mm. and what I need to, to be the best version of myself. So I'm not worried. I, I just need to, I just want to keep looking after myself and, and being positive. But being vulnerable, um I'm always open and, and happy to be vulnerable when I need to be, but but it's kind of you know if if someone grazes their knee you can make it out to be something it's not or or you can kind of address it for a graze and and and, and look after it and go from there yeah.
1: people like to make some things worse. Oh, hundred percent. I think there's a lot of people that thrive on the victim mentality. I hate victim mentality. Yeah, yeah likewise. What, what do you think you'll be like if you're lucky enough to be a dad one day? Like, you think because um, you you you're, you're very hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you have high expectations for your staff and your team around you. Yep. Um, you'll th- definitely be a more compassionate dad than what your dad Dude, was. Dude,
2: you like, can't get away with suffocating yeah, your kids. Next. No, I won't be doing that. <laughs> Look, man, I, I like, and I think I think it's about probably for me. Getting some of that competitiveness out, getting that stuff out before that time comes, right? I'm 29. Like to have a kid or two by the time I'm 35, and I can't wait. I like I I've got nephews and nieces. They're the light to a to any day, right? And they're phenomenal, and it's it actually really gives me a, a great energy left seeing them. So I can't wait to be a dad when, whenever that time comes. I'm not in a rush, um, but and and I think it's I I, I know what i don't want to be and i know what i want to be and, and look i've got no no doubt it's going to be a lot more challenging than 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 what people make it out What well, you know it's going to be ch- harder than people say it is mm. but i'm aware of that and, and i'm ready for it i think being being honest with myself and, and knowing the dad i i ultimately want to be when the time comes but mm. that's just not
1: not now yeah so yeah so your dad passes you um get out of gizzy straight back to your life in auckland Bury yourself in your and your your soccer. Yeah. Um just train hard, work hard. Part of that I I suppose a psychologist might say was like a coping mechanism. Massively as a coping busy. mechanism. Yeah. And massively. then and then what what happened with your heart?
2: So so today I've got hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, right? So I had the the whole ECGs got rushed in the hospital, said, Oh you've had several heart attacks, then I'm in hospital, you get diagnosed I didn't actually get diagnosed on the spot because I just didn't know what was going on. They thought I had some elements of cardiomyopathy, but they also thought I had some elements of athlete's heart, um, which is kind of like triathletes and, and whatever. Oh, yeah, so it swells, I, I've been told I had com- that as yeah, well, yeah. like an
1: enlarged heart, which you think is a good thing. It's like a muscle. That, you that's train what it, it I bigger.
2: So, But what then we ended up uncovering is that I actually have deficiencies in, in my heart functionality, and that, that what does, determines cardiomyopathy, which is just a heart disease. Well, not just. It's a heart disease. Um, and hypertrophic is from overtraining. So... I live with that every day. I've got a heart disease. I, I, Like I was explaining to you, it's a bit more than a rolled ankle, but I, I, that's how I'd describe it, right? You know you've got it. It's if you, some days if you walk on it too much, next day it's going to be a bit sore. If I push the boundary too much, I, I, I'm not very good at regulating when I should push and pull. Oh, no shit. <laughs> and, 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 and I kind of think, shit, i I've, yeah. I've pushed the boat here. I need to have a bit of a slower, slower week or, 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 or a holiday. It can be
1: a bit in between when yeah, I get those breaks. We had a sauna this morning, and saunas are fabulous for yeah. everything to the heart. But I, I do wonder about three minutes in an ice bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's,
2: you know, I, I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna be beholding to it. Mm-hmm. Like, never. I'm not gonna use it as an excuse as to why I can't do something. But I need to. I do. I, I'm. I need to. I'd be as sensible as I can with it. Um, I could always be better with it. But I, my life's fast paced. Mm. And I need to be moving at pace, and, and that requires exercise. And I think that's the thing; it's it's a catch twenty two. If I do too much, then my heart swells up again. Then I'll go to my next appointment. So I have to get kind of six to twelve month checkups, and they go and put me on this um, treadmill, and then I do a, a MRI scan and and an ultrasound, and they tell me if my heart's swollen and stuff like that. So if it's swollen, they have to slow down. So it's quite a scary concept. My heart basically is. Pumps up, pumps down. It, it swells up and and unswells. And the the challenge I have is once it starts to go to swell, if I can't reduce it, then it will just keep growing. And mm-hmm. that's when there, there starts to be a bit
1: more. So are you on meds? You on like beta blockers or you got a pacemaker or?
2: Look, I'm meant to be, but I'm a nightmare with remembering to take them. So I and and I.
1: Uh, look, why? Why don't you? you? I feel like you sort of almost say this is a badge of honor, like you're not. No, it's definitely not a badge right? of honor.
2: Geez, no, it's it's not that because I like I take blood thinners and it does make it it actually does interrupt my day. Like if I was on them now, uh, I'd get out of here and I'd have to get up slowly and my, like my next five steps, I'd have to be careful because I'd probably end up on the couch. Mm. So it is quite light. Here. It's definitely not a badge of honor, and and I get it, but I kind of think. Because the last time I went, it was the first time I'd had functional improvement um, in my heart for seven years. And I put that down to sauna. Some people roll their eyes, but I'm like, that, no, no, that's no, the, the only sa- change
1: I made. So S- for sauna, me, sauna feels good and the scientific benefits are there. Yeah. So for me, that, that, that's kind of it. Yeah. So, so take us back to that diagnosis. So you're in hospital. You're, you're a young guy. Uh, the, your dad the, passed away a couple of years earlier. I'm, I'm in hospital because they, they, I'm in the cardio ward, right? I'm the only guy without
2: white hair. Right, it <laughs> was awful, As awful. So I got all hey, these old way, people. If, if Rob Five's <laughs> listening
1: to this, there is nothing wrong with white hair. The silver fox.
2: <laughs> the uh, you know, I'm in this, I'm in this, I'm in this ward. There's a bunch of old people, and I'm sitting here thinking, what am I doing in here? You know, and because there was so much ambiguity and uncertainty on on what actually was the case, I actually checked myself out of hospital without being told. I my my mum came up and my brother came up, and I just said, guys, I'm getting out of here. I don't know Izzy, don't check yourself out and I thought we're not going to find the answer out tomorrow we're not going to find out next week I'm checking myself out of hospital. No, don't do it so I ch- end up checking myself out of hospital and kind of just going back over time and and, unf- and kind of working back up to actually what the what the issue was mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that so it was um yeah kind of I, I, I knew there was a problem and it was just about making sure I, I tried to go so I was sick of crying. I was just just in the hospital crying about dad, and I was kind of like, oh. I've well, you see, so you
1: managed to sort of park it or bury it until that point, and then it all sort of so yeah. it was a combination of you for your own predicament and for your dad.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a bit of that, but I didn't get out of there because I was probably answered that wrong. I didn't get out of there because I was sick of crying about that. I got out of there because I just felt like we weren't making any progress, and I thought, what's sitting in here with tubes and things stuck to me, feeling like I'm about to die, going to do? When we, I can go and live my life and go to a specialist appointment in three months, and I'll know more then than when I will now. Mm. And that was my mentality. So which is
1: unorthodox. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't want to live your life in cotton wool, though, do you? Do no. What sort no of, what sort way. Of life is that. Yeah. But then you do. Okay. So you sort of take the expert advice. Yeah. And then pick and choose bits of it. Yeah, I'm getting better at, at not picking and choosing. Are you, uh, are you getting better? Yeah,
2: at I it? am. I am. I am. Um. And and, you know. I'm still young, I guess, in the grand scheme, but but you know your body, you know you've only got one body, so it's kind of just learning and treating it a bit better than than I did the year before.
1: Yeah, and um, you've you've recently just um, uh, had a relationship breakup. You're engaged and you've just broken up. How, How I mean, you've been through so much in your life. And I suppose With the business skills You've developed Over the last nine years You've become very good At having tough conversations Which I suppose Is a professional skill Which she carries over To your private Oh
2: dude I wouldn't I wouldn't consider My my communication approach The best way Um, But look Breakups are breakups Man they happen She was a cool chick Um, You just got Different stages And and at different frequencies Mm. And at different rev counts Right And 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 whatever happens in life, every day is a new day. You just got to get one foot after the other and, and and keep pushing. And and I think
1: do you, do you allow yourself to mope for a bit? So this, yeah, that, I, this is I, a big thing. Like a no, like, relationship I, I your... was I was sick for a week.
2: Yeah, so I was kind of stuck in bed. So it was actually really good. Kind of had a breather, had to think about things, and just thought actually, where 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 do I need to be better next next time around? And and I'm all I love self reflection. I love love being accountable for myself and and knowing. What could and, and could have been different um, and it's just about going forward from there and in the most respectful way possible right mm-hmm. but and and you know I don't say this in a in a in a spiteful way, but for me no day tougher than putting your dad in the ground in a coffin so I guess my emotional capacity has been stretched far beyond where I'd wish that to be anyone so you kind of have you have tougher days and and, and you do have tough days and and there's always a reference point to think. Actually, if I can come back from that, and and that, that's actually often an anchor point for me in a lot of things. If you kind of actually, I've, I've had that day. Let's keep going. You know, tomorrow's a new day. Get up. Get after it. Only forward. One direction. That's that's the way I look at it.
1: I think that's probably a good place to end. It. <laughs> yeah. um. Yeah, it's been an accelerator. You're, you're a busy guy. I'm, a bus- I'm not a busy guy. <laughs> uh, you're a very busy guy. Busy he from Gizzy. There we are. Um, but these are all chapters that would be worthy of being their own podcast. Maybe we um, dive deeper another time. But yeah, for sure. man, you're inspiring. You're an inspiring guy to be around. Um, just by being around you, you want to do better and do more and push yourself further. Cool. I appreciate it, man. It's, it's been awesome to catch up, and, and I hope you enjoyed the morning. Yeah. Uh, you're off to Vegas tonight. Looking forward to that. Yeah, my advice you, don't don't gamble over there, because the house usually wins. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite impulsive nature, so I try and stay away from that stuff. <laughs> All right. Hey, Izzy, you're a great New Zealander. Can't wait to see what you do next with ALH and whatever other business ventures you're involved with. Cool. Cheers, mate. Thanks heaps, Tom. on the Dom Harvey podcast. Anyone else feel lazy? Like they're just not doing enough with their 24 hours in the day? No, just me? Hey, I really hope you like that. I'm um, a massive fan and a friend of of Izzy's and I'm definitely going to get him on the podcast again. Assuming it's what you guys want, let me know. I love hearing from you guys. Any feedback, uh, constructive criticism, guest suggestions, sponsorship inquiries, anything like that, NZ at gmail.com or on Instagram, Dom DomHarveyNZ. Just before we go for this week, quick thanks to the sponsors who make this podcast possible. Radix and Generate. Actually, Izzy Whitley would be the perfect customer for Radix and their exceptional freeze-dried meals. If you like Izzy and you're so busy that you're guilty of skipping meals or eating the wrong stuff from time to time, the incredible range of Radix freeze-dried meals could be just the solution you need. You can literally rip the bag open, add water to the bag, and get a delicious meal with all the nutrients you need. Get amongst it, and if you order something today, it'll probably get to your doorstep tomorrow or the day after. Radixnutrition.co.nz This episode is also brought to you by the Generate Kiwi scheme. game. The Generate team do an incredible job. Just recently they announced that their returns and advice have helped their members' savings reach over $5 billion. And I'm pleased to say that a very, 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 very small percentage of that $5 billion is mine. I switched over to Generate when they asked to sponsor the podcast and I have not looked back. My only regret actually is not doing it sooner because my KiwiSaver savings would likely be worth more than what they are now had I done so. If you want to make sure you're making the most of your KiwiSaver account, talk to an advisor now. Head to generatewealth.co.nz. A copy of their product disclosure statement can be found there too. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course, Past performance does not guarantee future returns. Hey, thanks once again for listening. Really appreciate you guys being along for the journey. And I hope to see you next week on the Dom Harvey podcast.
0: See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50